It's episode 125 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the owner and founder of 2020 Vintage. I'm talking about Monica Escobar Ellison. Welcome, Monica. Hello. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm so excited to be here. What an honor it is. I am number 125. Yes, and I am incredibly honored myself. And I knew it was going to be a good day, number one, because I knew that I was going to be talking to you. And number two, because this nasty-ass weather finally cleared up to some degree. It so did, it did. It yeah. was really nice. Uh, that's one of our uh, nemesis is uh, half of our inventory here at our shop we put outside. And so when it's bad weather, we're like, oh, it's so hard. What do you do in situations like that? Um, well, we have a really uh, great neighbor. So Rebel Vintage, I mean, I'm sorry, Rebel Toad uh, Brewery right next door to us uh, allows us to put our racks that we usually put outside uh, in their garage. But they're so cool about it. And uh, we just kind of put our chairs under. We have a can- kind of an overhang. So uh, the chairs that we normally put outside or our mannequins, they kind of sit underneath the, uh, the, the canopy. So it's protected. But, uh, man, the wind the rain mm-hmm. uh, it just really puts a damper on our uh, on our outside uh entice so that's what we use to entice people to come into our shop so uh people walking down water street or chaparral will uh see that you know there's a mannequin or two out there in some kind of weird funky outfit or some classy outfit whatever it may be mm-hmm. uh they're they're drawn to us and so it's really a, a nice uh a, a tool that we use to draw people in so when it rains it's like ah god i know and there was like i mean i feel like the past month has just been like strange weather i mean to the point of just foggy yeah and not fog that clears up like by early afternoon but all day long fog right 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 it reminds me of a cartoon that's i don't know if you remember scooby-doo of course Uh, right on cool so um, there was an uh, an episode where the um, sorry about that uh, where uh, I think Scooby is hungry. You know they're always hungry, and so Scooby cuts a donut out of the fog and eats it. I think I have seen that. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic! And now I'm gonna have that image every time I'm making my way through the fog. Thank you for that. Uh, so I have a question about your outside display because I mean you're picking certain pieces that you want to put out day by day right and so how do you determine like okay what am I going to put out today in order to maybe like grab a customer like how do you determine that well we we don't change the mannequins out day by day uh, unless it sells Uh, we usually kind of try just like any kind of display it usually stays on a couple of weeks and then we change it out and it's just basically whatever speaks to us kind of like when we're sourcing uh if i see something and it talks to me and and uh, or it screams to me then that's kind of the uh what we're doing to put to um decide what we want to put on our mannequins in our windows uh we have mannequins inside the shop and we uh, have displays so it's uh, usually we try to do things that are current um, or fresh. So um, a lot of times people don't um, have the, they um, are so used to or accustomed to going into a department store or a boutique and seeing everything laid out for them. Yes. Uh, so it makes it a little, di- it makes it difficult because one, we have only one of a kind uh, pieces. And so people don't see those outfits come to life unless we help them. Now, there are people that, 
can totally see it. Um, so we try to, to put things out there that are um, kind of the trend uh, without being, you know, or we set a trend. And mm-hmm. so um, it's just there's not really any rule to anything here at the shop, actually. It's just whatever we feel goes with the flow. Um, but we do try to, you know, uh, definitely uh, speak to our audience sometimes. So we will, for instance, write Y2K is really popular. So we'll put a Y2K outfit out. Or Wait, what's uh, a Y2K I'm, outfit? So anything from 2000. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. in yeah. right now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Give me an example of a piece. Because the only thing I'm thinking is like low rise jeans. Like, I don't even know. Uh, yes. Um, so I think the Y2K is in, like uh, anything from the Spice Girls kind of or um, slips, uh, Paris Hilton. Uh, Got it. A, you know, T-shirt with a camisole over uh, platforms are in right now. They're huge. Um, so. Uh, let me see what else. So any, oh, big sweaters, baggy clothes, mm-hmm. uh, streetwear. And the, the whole street scene right now, as far as vintage, is really, really hot. And we have some amazing uh, shops, uh, actually brick and mortar now. A lot of these guys were doing pop-ups, and now they're um, opening their own brick and mortar. So um, we're super, I'm really excited to see that here in Corpus. So, yeah. So, so that's kind of, you know, what we uh, do as far as I'm trying to pull back around to the um, to that question. Uh, it's just whatever whatever I feel at the time, you know, there's just like it's, you know, uh, what. Yeah, just whatever we feel at the time. I love that. And like you said, like there's really no rules or protocol. And that Never. to me is so freeing. Like I love hearing that kind of thing. Like I appreciate structure, but. When it comes to, you know, running a business, there, there's something to be said about just being able to kind of, like you said, go with the flow. I love that. Uh, I also love that. So kind of the motto for your shop is a vision for vintage and unruly things. I adore that. And Thank so you. how did you come up with that particular motto? And has it always been representative of what you enjoy looking at and shopping for? Um. So to go back uh, a little bit of the history behind 2020, um, I really owe a lot of the vision uh, and the the decision to take that leap um, to Becky Smith, who has Becky Smith artwork. Yes. Um, she is an uh, uh, assemblage or assemblage or found art artist here in Corpus Christi. She's local and she's a dear friend of mine and I've known her for years. And she was set up at a local vintage shop here in Corpus called the Red Crow. And it just so happened that, um, you know, one day I said, hey, I just went to these two sales and I've got all this jewelry. I don't know what to do. And she said, hey, there's this shop that's opening up. You should go talk to them. So in a nutshell, that's kind of how it started. And I can go into details on that. But the, she was really the unruly part, and I'm the unruly in that um, there is no rhyme or reason to what I do when I put things together. Um, I don't think that anybody should be scared of putting an outfit together. If you feel comfortable in it, you should definitely wear it and wear it with pride. Uh, and the same thing goes with uh, gender neutral uh 
uh, outfits, you know, just because it's in the men's section doesn't mean a man has to wear it. Uh, there's, it's just all these uh, boundaries that we put ourselves in mm-hmm. make it more complex for us to really um, allow our true personality to come out. So here at 2020, we, we are definitely, uh, we <clears throat> love the unruly. And, it's, uh, and I think Becky is a, a big staple in that um, she, uh, her pieces of work and her artwork is different. Uh, well, yes, I haven't seen anything like Becky Smith artworks. <laughs> it's, I love it. It's incredible. And I, we've been collecting it for almost, I would say, at least 20 years. And, um, and we still collect her pieces. And people always ask, you know, um, you know, where would you put something like that? Or how can you, you know, display that in your house? And it, and it just flows. You, you don't, you can have a contemporary home. You can have a uh, house full of antiques. You can have just a modern home. You, you know, you can have a country home, uh, shabby chic, uh, hippie, you know, boho, uh, it, whatever it is. I mean, Becky's pieces will flow uh, nicely um, without ever standing out. And uh, they become you know, the, 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 a conversational piece, if I may. And so, um, it was because of Becky and her, you know, she just basically said, you should do this. And I thought, okay, you know, and I went into this little antique store on air street called alley cats and, uh, started with a, uh, just a, uh, case of jewelry and a little rack of clothes and that's how it all began so wow it was a, yeah yeah it was a february of 2019 uh and then i moved out uh, may of uh, that you know three months later and uh talked to the people at downtown management district actually it was through chelsea from shells marie who would put me into contact with them about property here in downtown corpus and jason with the downtown management district contacted me funny story uh, he put me into contact with my landlord who used to be, or who is a dear friend of mine, him and his wife, uh, the Maxwells, Buzz and Janet. And I owned a deli in downtown Corpus. Really? One on Santa Fe. Yes. So I had a deli, uh, back in 2000, oh, it was 1999 and, uh, the year 2000. So 98, 99, and 2000. My daughter was born in 97. Yeah. So for three years, I owned a deli uh, here in downtown Corpus. And they would come and eat at my deli. Uh, Every Friday, she would have the uh, tomato, uh, stuffed tomato with tuna fish salad. That sounds delicious. Wait, wait. What was the name of this deli? How did I not know this? Well, you didn't do your homework. I didn't, clearly. (laughs) And I pride myself on my homework. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I'm full of secrets. No. (laughs) Uh, But uh, so let me think. Uh, I, the name of the deli, I've actually, my girlfriend and I bought a deli from a woman here in Corpus Christi. She had Sitco's. And that was her last name. And so we, we bought it from her. We just kept the name because it was easy. And right. we were poor and we just didn't really have a whole lot of uh, revenue to go and change the name and whatnot. And um, so we did that for three years. And after I had my second child, uh, Remy, uh, I decided that I needed to stay home um, and be a mom. And so, yeah, I... I, you know, I, I thought it was the easiest thing to just get up and make sandwiches because it's a deli. So we were open by 
for lunch and then we would close at three o'clock and I thought that was the easiest thing you know yeah sandwich and and uh, no it was not because we had a daily special (laughs) (laughs) the daily special kicked our <laughs> and why is that? Just because you have to think of something new every day? Yes. And, and you know, I didn't want to have the same special every week because that's just how I am. And I, uh, so we were, you know, coming up with some, oh God, you know, we used like just different herbs and spices and rubs and it just became such a headache. And so um, my girlfriend actually ended up re uh, getting married and when she got married she moved and so i was left with um uh this this on my hands and and it was just too much work so i sold it and uh decided to be a stay-at-home mom which i absolutely loved and was really involved with my kids and their school and um you know just um did that for I think, what, 19 years? <laughs> wow. I, but I appreciate that so much because you're not the first guest I've had on who made that decision, that mm-hmm. uh, ran a business and then realized, like, hey, you know, once the family starts growing, I, I really need to devote time and energy towards the family. A business will can come later. And right. uh, sure enough, I mean, here you are. So I really appreciate that also as a mom. Yes. And, 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 and it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I met a some great people, uh, doing it, but, uh, it was the, the, the bonds and the friendships that I made while being a stay at home mom and volunteering and doing philanthropy work with my children's school was, uh, rewarding in itself. So, uh, no regrets at all. Um, but, I definitely, um, I'm glad to be doing what I'm doing now for sure. This is a dream that I've always had. Actually, I didn't even know I had this dream. It just, it was there and I've loved vintage and, uh, it just, everything was in place. And so I ran with it. I love that too, because I always feel like when it's the perfect time for something, there's just no stopping it. And like you said, it, it just, you didn't know you had the dream. And then once everything kind of fell into place, you're like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to go. And then you did. And, and here you are. So I want to go back in time a little bit because you said you've always loved vintage. So even, you know, when you were in school, was that were vintage pieces something that you were constantly looking for? And did you have an idea of what, you know, what would look good? Did you have an idea of like how to style outfits and that kind of thing? So uh, that's a great question. As a kid, I always had a sense of uh, staging. I uh, staged, uh, you know, I would redo my parents' shelves at at our home. I grew up in Robstown. And, uh, you know, my mom was a educator and my dad was self-employed. So um, I would just, you know, take the, you know, I would redesign the shelves and I would move furniture and, my room wasn't would you would never think that that of me if you saw my room because I hated <laughs> I hated sleeping on sheets which is so weird really like you wanted yeah. to be on a bare mattress or what yeah. interesting yeah, I, I am the opposite <laughs> <laughs> well now I am <laughs> But I just did not like, and, and, and I would, well, actually I would sleep on top of them. I would not sleep between them, but, um, nonetheless, I had this sense of staging and I had a sense of style. And so, um, when I was in high school, you know, uh, I grew up in the 80s, 70s and 80s. So I was a kid in the seventies and then I graduated in 85, but in the eighties, it was this whole new 
new wave era and um, you know the Madonna look and you know Cindy Lauper um, those were all kind of uh, reminiscent I mean um, of the of the the uh, Victorian era you know what a but, fun time yeah it was and it, you know brooches and uh, rhinestone I mean it was just the best thing and box purses and so I was I had all that, you know, and, and I didn't realize that it was vintage. I didn't realize that the things that I liked were actually things from the past that were just brought to the current time. So, um, um, I, I didn't really see that until I went to college. And then I realized that the people that I was hanging out with were, um, the eccentric artists and eccentric, you know, musicians, artists and whatnot. And so I, you know, I was, I would go to clubs and wear gloves, you know, like old vintage gloves. And I would wear, take, you know, carry little vintage purses. And so, um, but I didn't realize that I was different. I just thought that, you know, that was me. It wasn't anything like I wouldn't really try to go out of my way to try to look, make that look. It was just things that I liked. Well, because the 80s was also like the heyday for malls, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you were definitely like not following the trend. So which makes it even better. I, I just adore this story so much. Yeah. So uh, music was a is, has been a big part of my life. Uh, was a big part of my brother's life, and so we grew up listening to music. And I remember when he um, came home with a you know my parents bought him a Pioneer stereo, and that was when you had um, what is the uh, um, I guess when the, the, the engineering of the music would go from one speaker to the other, I, I don't, I can't think of the name of it, but uh, nonetheless, it was fascinating to me that, uh, you know, you could, one speaker would, you could hear different sounds from the other speaker. And so, um, my, you know, my brother and I would stay up listening to music all the time. And that also played into the whole, uh, uh, I think, my love of, of just things that were different, you know, music, uh, live music, um, dancing and, um, box purses and gloves. <laughs> Are those still some of your favorite accessories? I would say yes, but I don't really wear gloves, uh, like I did when I was in college. Um, but I do like purses. I would say that, um, when you come into my store, you can definitely see that there's a love for jewelry and a love for purses. And I try to, um, <clears throat> I try to bring in unique pieces that are different um, and not ordinary and not, you know, what you see. I mean, there's nothing, I'm not downplaying any of the, the stuff that you can get at the mall or whatever. I just, um, I think that <clears throat> it's just a statement piece, you know, and so why not why not it be different, you know, something that you can remember or something that can people can remember you by. So, um, yeah, that's that's just uh, the uh, yeah, that's pretty much how uh, it came. Uh, I mean, as far as the whole vintage thing, um, I didn't realize I was wearing vintage or that I liked vintage until later in life. Um, when I married my husband, I was let's see, I was 22. Wow. <laughs> I was young and uh, he was 29. So we were seven years apart. Um, and he came, he's one of uh, 11 children. Wow. 
and, to, and he's from uh, the Midwest. So my husband's uh, moved to Corpus. I mean, I'm sorry, moved to San Antonio. And that's where we met uh, going to school at UTSA. And, oh, good. And uh, what were y'all going to school for? So my husband was a political science major and I was a psychology, biology, art. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I settled on biology, but same. <laughs> I was everything. I didn't know what I wanted. I actually started out at Southwest Texas State, which mm-hmm. you probably don't know this. I twirled for Southwest Texas State. Really? Uh, for one year, yes. Okay, I swear <laughs> to you, I was going to ask you, what are things that most people don't know about you? And you're literally dropping them. It's so good. Okay, you might have to bust out a baton if you have one, because that's do. pretty darn cool. <laughs> <laughs> How cool is that? Oh, my goodness. So I twirled. So that was really big in the in the 70s. Twirling was huge. My mom and, was a twirler. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably my age. <laughs> And so um, I twirled and I twirled competitively. So I twirled uh, at the, you know, state level, regional level. And I, I even uh, qualified to go to nationals. Uh, and it was my freshman. Um, yeah, my freshman year of high school. And I was just burnt out. I had started when I was, I think, seven or something. So I'd been doing it for a long time and I was done. I was already in high school and I was twirling for the school. So um, but I worked hard and uh, got a um an opportunity to twirl for Southwest Texas State, but I was very young. Uh, I graduated when I, about 10 days after I turned 16. Graduated high school? Yeah. So in high school, lockdown, you could have, if you completed all your credits, you could graduate your junior year. So they called it a 3G program. So I graduated. I went to college. I came back. I was still... Uh, no, I'm sorry. I turned 17. So I was still 17 when I came back from my first year of college. So it was, it was I was very young. Yes. And, and uh, um. also you were <laughs> you were uh, a trailblazer in that regard too. graduating early wearing vintage. I mean, come on. Yeah, but I, I, I can't I'm not real proud of it. Um, just because you know, I was very young and and kind of uh, uh, I really what should not have been in college. <laughs> I, I would agree. I even sometimes think 18 is too young because I immediately went to college at 18 and like, and again chose like, you know, every major I could possibly, you know, go exactly. to because I had no idea what I wanted to be. Right, exactly. And I actually studied, uh, my degree plan was fashion merchandising. So again, you know, there was that eye, like I just, I knew I could see things that people just couldn't see. Um, I could put uh, outfits together or patterns together and I couldn't really design clothes because I was always terrified I didn't really know, I don't know how to draw and so I didn't want to go into design uh, with but merchandising I could do that all day and so um, I think that ties into the shop and why people are drawn to it because I think they like the displays that we do and the, the things that we or the outfits or the photography that we put out in our social on our social media platform so uh, yeah, yes. so I twirled. <laughs> yeah, okay, that is a really, really cool detail about you that I feel so fortunate that you, like, told me that. Uh, <laughs> that is so cool. I'm not even kidding. Like, I may have to go see you in person to see you twirl, because that is like, come on. Yeah. Uh, 
my mom would be like she wanted me to twirl like i just i'm like digging this info so oh, I much totally i have i have i think i have a couple of batons we can bust it out i can show you how to do chocolate and vanilla okay i'm holding you to it and i'll bring right I'll, I'll bring you a shot because i definitely owe you one. <laughs> oh my goodness okay so then and let me make sure i because i meant to uh talk about this but then we we uh, moved ahead but so you were in Red Crow for three. No. What what was the name of the? Oh, it was Alley Cats. Alley Cats. You were in Alley Cats for three months before you decided I'm ready to move into my own spot. Yeah. How did yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. So how <laughs> did you come to this realization? Because you literally like moved in, stayed for a couple of months and was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, tell me about this. Well, um, so there's like a little story behind that, that whole, uh, situation that happened. And, um, I really didn't want to move out. I was asked to. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I mean, that it, I didn't cause it, but, um, it's, it, it was amicable at the end. I'm kind of glad, you know, because, uh, I would still be there and it was fine, but this is so much better. You know, I, oh, I'm my, my, I'm my own boss. And, um, and, and, and I, you know, the, um, the owner was always very complimentary uh, and really liked what I was doing and how enthusiastic I was about, um, bringing new stuff in and, and displaying it and, uh, he was always very complimentary, but I think um, the social as the social platform aspect of it was. Um, I don't think uh, it was clear that my intentions were to uh, promote his business, and 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 by doing postings and stuff like that, um, I think it, it was not clear that it was in his best interest, and so it was fine. Um, the opportunity came for me to to. Um, seek uh, another uh, venue and uh, this property was available. I mean, it was perfect. Yes. It was, it, was, it, it couldn't, I mean, I talk about luck or, or good karma. I'm not really sure what all, um, what the stars were aligned, but it just all landed on my lap and it was a great opportunity. And I sat and my husband was so supportive and my kids were so supportive. They knew that I loved doing this and I was already building a clientele when I when I was at Alley Cats and I think we had like I think I had like 235 followers on Instagram and I was so excited you know I was like oh my god people like this stuff and uh and it's grown uh from you know the time that I moved in uh we actually opened our doors July uh 1st and from that point to now, I think we're almost at 3,000 followers. Yes. So I, I mean, I'm just so amazed at the community and how supportive uh, everybody has been to 2020, especially during this COVID crisis. Uh, I am so grateful for the community. It's just been remarkable how they've come up uh, to support not just me, but all these local businesses. Um, we could not have done it without the corporate, without, um, our support from Corpus Christi and the local and, and, and the surrounding area. We have people coming in from San Antonio, from Austin, from Houston that just come to our shop. Wow. And it's just, it's really a compliment, but, um, 
you know, without that support, we definitely wouldn't have been able to keep our doors open, but we did it. And I mean, you know, I see the statistics and I read about statistics about businesses that fail after their first year. And we're like, yay! I know. I mean, because y'all are just growing. And to me, you know, it's not only that you have an eye for great pieces and that you, you know, put, have a really, really great social media presence. But I mean, you're also incorporating local photographers and models and, and uh, you know, you have other local, uh, uh, like, crafts in, in your, your spot. I mean, yeah, you're carrying vendors. like fat knits, vendors, thank you. Oh, I yeah. couldn't think of the word. Yeah. But you're carrying like fat knits and, and uh, of course, Becky Smith's artworks and rusty nail leather. And I mean, that to me, like, I mean, you're just, it, it's all like a nice symbiotic thing going on that, right. you, that yeah, you're doing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, my, when I first um, talked to my landlord about the amount of space that I had, uh, he told me it was 800 square feet. And I thought, or maybe it's no i'm sorry it's a thousand square foot uh square footage a thousand square footage and i thought wow a thousand square feet okay great that's like a football field right and so <laughs> close <laughs> i didn't say i had a gift for math oh girl me either or or anything in oh, i get feet not once you have the square or the cubic mm-mm. <laughs> exactly so um, I just had this vision of having all this space and I started buying furniture and I bought all these, you know, uh, people were so generous and they were giving me um, cases, old antique cases to display my jewelry. I literally still have about half of the furniture that I purchased in storage because it doesn't fit. Um, but I just wanted everybody uh, and anybody who would want to be inside the 2020 vintage. I was just throwing it out there. Well, that close, you know, quickly uh, came to a close because we don't have room and we only had a thousand square feet. And so um, I was, um, I, I knew that I wanted to bring another uh, element to 2020 vintage because I had the jewelry and I had all the accessories. Um, and so I invited Kim Rios with Metropolis Culture. I really liked her style. It was very edgy. Yes. And I, I grew up in the 80s, and those were my styles. And she's so great at styling. Uh, and she's really cool, too. So um, I asked her if she would um, like to be part of the, the collective group of 2020. Um, Becky was kind of, um, we're joined at the hip. So it was, a, you know, she was, as soon as I you know, said, I'm moving out. She's like, well, I'm coming with you wherever you're going. <laughs> so, Cause she, all, she left Red Crow to move into Alley Cats and um, Alley Cats was, uh, had just opened up too in February or January of 2019. And they're doing really great as well. Uh, but um, it was, um, I think Becky, it, it wasn't, uh, a, it was, uh, how should I say this without, I don't want to sound um, unappreciative, but it, you know, it was not quite the element that her work would really do well in. Of course. And so, and so we, um, so Kim, Becky, and myself um, were the three um, people inside that started 2020 Vintage. And then one of the vendors at Alley Cats, she uh, curates silver and she would curate a lot of uh, pieces from Native American. So a lot of silver, a lot of Navajo, 
hopey and I thought that would be a nice element to bring into the shop as well and I didn't have uh, any of that kind of inventory but I knew that people liked it and so um so she uh, she has about 20 pieces her name's Sharon Gertie um she's the actually she's the president of the uh I believe it's called the Corpus Christi or Coastal Bend Antique Association or whatever. oh so, wow yeah, I didn't even so, know that was a thing yeah I know we should go yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they have like monthly speakers and and they talk about you know glass or jewelry or um uh, you know, stained glass or books or whatever antique stuff is, you know, people want to talk about. So, or, or they, they can find somebody to talk about. Um, so, so yeah, that was, it was just four of us. And, um, we, you know, we look back, I look back at the pictures that we would post and how much we've evolved in such a short amount of time. It's really quite remarkable. And I couldn't have done it without the, uh, insight from Kim and Becky, cause we all kind of put things together and, and it's, it's just, it's meshed really well. I mean, we complement each other and we always have fun together. So, um, it's like, you know, the sisters. Yes. One. <laughs> and it's so great to hear about, you know, kindred souls finding each other and then collaborating, uh, like on the same goal, right? Like I yeah. adore that. That's just, um, I mean, who doesn't want that in their lives, right? Like really close girlfriends that you can like set up shop with. That just sounds like the dream. It really is. Yeah. And, uh, we all compliment each other there. I mean, we, we, uh, it's, uh, there's never really any, you know, we don't have to worry about stepping on each other's toes because we're all kind of have our own thing and it all complements you know, the, 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 what they're, what each person is bringing to the shop complements. Uh, it's the, the, each, it, each person's collective, you know, uh, or collection, I should say. So it, it, it's really, uh, it works really well. So I'm really fortunate to work with such great people. And, and since then we've added, uh, fat knits, uh, rusty nail and, uh, my, oh, my hope my Jose. <laughs> so my employee, Jose, uh, he started his own vintage, um, line or collection. It's called, uh, rebel vintage. And he's, uh, he has, uh, vinyl here as well as men's clothing. And, um, he adds to that, to that collection. So, you know, we're just kind of, you know, just doing what we like to do. Yeah, and just watching each other grow, too. Because, I mean, it's just like a never-ending support chain. Like, that's right. tremendous. And yeah. So how did you decide on the name 2020? And what did you think about how it coincided with just this wild-ass <laughs> year? year <laughs> <ever>? <laughs> well, um, so, so 2020 wasn't really the year. Although in January of 2020... I was just like, ah, you know, who knew? Like, this is so awesome. People are like, oh, man, you have the best name ever. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> well, no, it, it, you know, two months, three months later, I'm like, I hate 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so it was the, the, the vision for vintage um, is, was the first thing that had come up. And I had a couple of other names that, and I, Honestly, to this day, and I knew you were going to ask me this question, I cannot remember the names of the shop, the names that I came up with, but they were also a play on words. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but when I thought about vintage and vision, I thought, well, 2020 is a perfect vision. You know, I mean, if you have 2020 vintage, you have perfect vision. And yes. so I thought 
that we had, um, I thought that it would be a great play on words because I feel like I have a perfect vision for vintage. And um, yes, girl, uh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> I love hearing that. Hey, that's probably the most confident I've ever been in my life. But, but, but to me, the work speaks for itself. Like, look at, look at all the pieces, the styling, I mean, everything you have it. I am like, I'm in awe of people who can do that because I am not one of those people. My mother is one of those people. Maybe it's a twirler <laughs> thing. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. Right? I think so. You know, we spent a lot of money on our costumes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, so it was, uh, it, that was how it, it evolved. So the perfect uh, vision for vintage. And, and then, of course, the unruly thing was Becky. Becky is the unruly thing. And uh, she brings out that, uh, you know, question, like, you know, uh, why? Well, why not? You know, uh, it's uh, uh, artists are always asked, like, well, why would you do that? And I love when they always say, well, why not? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it, there's no, there doesn't have to be an answer, you know, and the answer may not, it doesn't, it, you're never going to uh, appreciate it because it's not coming from you. Uh, if you have to ask the if you have to ask the artist why. Yep. So I um, so that's how it kind of came to be. And um, anytime I hear 2020 and this is, you know, <laughs> this is the self-centered in me. Anytime I hear 2020, I always think they're talking about me. Of course. No, honestly, <laughs> I wish I could say the same thing rather than reflecting on what we just went through. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So Monica, there was, golly, was it in December that you took a selfie and you said you're not really a person that takes a lot of selfies, but you did it to show the outfit that you were wearing. And you right. you put a quote in the caption that said, fashion fades, but style is eternal. And I wanted to talk to you about why you chose that particular quote. I, no, but I feel like it's so telling um, because, you know, there is a distinct difference between fashion and style and I wanted to talk to you specifically about the message in that post the importance of thrifting and just how it all you know came about um so I I think uh, a lot of that has to do with um people get caught up in trying to keep up with trends and um we tend to lose um, sight of what what looks good or what makes us feel good when we wear it. And so uh, I think that's basically why I said that or why I, I posted that on my Instagram uh, on that on that um, on that post on that that particular day, because it's so important that um, when you buy something, it doesn't have to have. Uh, an expensive tag on it and it doesn't have to uh, have a name brand on it in order for it to look and feel good. Um, I am also a big um, supporter of sustainability and I think that um, with the fashion industry and what it's doing to our planet, uh, <clears throat> sure it's, it's inexpensive uh, but in the, in the long run, it's really uh, detrimental to, to our environment. And so when we teach um, or when we talk to people or, or in, um, educate people on the sustainability, you, reusing 
um, clothes or repurposing clothes, um, then it becomes uh, it becomes a uh, not only a statement of fashion, but it's also sensible fashion. And so that's for me. That's what was uh, that's the you know my purpose of of, of of saying that was you know we can you know you could be tracing trends your whole life. But you'll never, you know, until you feel comfortable in in just putting something that you found because it, you liked it and it was from a secondhand store, uh, it should make you feel just as equally great about, you know, yourself as if you went and spent $300 on an outfit, you know. So um, I, <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, I... I I don't think I own uh, any, I don't think I own a whole lot of designer wear, uh, but I definitely look good in what I put on because mm -hmm. I feel like it looks good on me and it doesn't have to have a, a, a tag. Uh, of course, you know, if I find something that says Chanel on it, you know, like, Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But that's far in between. And so, uh, uh, and really, if I find stuff like that, I usually put it on the rack to sell and not keep it for myself because um, it's just it's it, for me, I can feel just as good with something that was uh, that I found at a, at a secondhand store uh, or a thrift shop uh, or at a garage sale or, uh, you know, at a swap meet or at a, you know, clothing exchange. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's it's you know, what you do with, with that piece of garment, you know, and how it makes you feel. So I hope that kind of answered your question. Yes, it definitely <laughs> did. And so it sounds to me like you've always had this kind of confidence, like, you know, how to style yourself. I mean, what kind of, do you have any sort of like tips for how people could style themselves? Um, so I, uh, buy things because I like them. Right. Um, and sometimes I go with trends. Uh, but you know, there was a time in my life where it was important that I wore, you know, that I shopped at the higher end boutiques here in Corpus Christi. Um, and I really don't know why I did it because really, uh, I spent way too much money. Mm -hmm. Oh <laughs> no, I, I lived through that too, for sure. Like in high and school, I, for sure. And, but I, but it was all, it was still, I was still supporting locally. I mean, it was still, uh, boutiques that were here in Corpus Christi that, uh, just carried a higher in, um, uh, um, uh, 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 style or a higher end, you know, clothing line or whatever. So, um, but I also pride myself on one of a kind. And I think that's where this, my whole idea comes back to. It's one of a kind. And, and even if I went to a small boutique, they only had three or four of that and it was small, medium, large or mm -hmm. whatever. And so, um, but I, as far as, you know, advice that I have for other people, I think that if, if, you take the time and this is the difference is I could spend hours and hours and hours and hours and hours looking and sourcing for stuff. And I'm never bored. Uh, other people can't do that. You know, they get, uh, uh, overwhelmed or they get frustrated because it's not in front of them. Mm -hmm. And so we offer that kind of service. You know, Kim is a great stylist and she offers that service to help people 
let, you know, because she enjoys what she does and I enjoy what I do. So let me be the person that sources out for you. And, and so Kim does a great job at that. Uh, another person that I uh, really love what she's doing is, uh, Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Sarah's and she's, uh, has, has really elevated, um, the the uh her brand of of making women feel empowered uh no matter what your size is and so i i'm I just i applaud her for doing all of that work uh because it's um well it's hard you know it's mm -hmm. hard to uh to to put what for one put yourself out there no matter what you look like um whether, yes uh, you're thin or, uh, if you're African-American, black, uh, Asian, Hispanic, uh, having that confidence to put yourself out there, um, you know, it takes a lot. And, and especially because of the way women are, have been portrayed. Exactly. So exactly. I mean, that, that's <clears throat> part of the reason why, you know, it was important to me to focus on, on women because. And that, it, I could, that, Applauds. Well, Lots I mean, y'all, look at y'all doing the damn thing, right? I'm just here to talk to you about it. But I mean, ultimately, y'all are doing it. And that I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. Like, I, yeah, I have to give every single woman that's out there doing her thing all the credit because it's incredible. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we have uh, it's, it's interesting because we have a, an array of, of clients or customers that come in and um, I just can't believe, you know, when I think I, I we have something in our shop that has been here and I'm like, God, I'm so tired of looking at that. <laughs> I mean, let's just, you know, I'm getting ready to take it to, 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 to donate or put it on, you know, $5 rack or whatever. And somebody come in and just buy it. And it'll, it just takes that one person to see it. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately our shop is so small that we need more of that turnover so we can bring more stuff in. But the, the, Finding that um, that niche is, um, you know, if you don't have it, there's definitely lots of avenues here in, in our community that can help you. I mean, you know, I've been buying pretty much, I would say, after I went through that phase of buying high-end boutique clothing, <laughs> I started shopping at Renaissance. I mean, Renaissance was my go-to uh, for everything. I, I, I love Jean and, uh, and everything that she did for, um, to bring resale, uh, to the forefront of Corpus Christi. I mean, she, she basically, I mean, Betty's from Betty's Trash to Treasure, um, there were, um, you know, we just had these two stores that for me, that I would frequent all the time. And I still do to this day. And, um, I feel that I'm a huge proponent of the resale industry here in Corpus Christi. Um, if you came into my store on any given day, uh, I've got a map of all the vintage stores that fit on that map that have, are featured on this little pamphlet yes. that we that we give that we give out. But um, I add all the other people that may have opened up businesses since then, and I'm so excited to uh, to see that uh, there's a new vintage store opening up. Um, you know, Shells Marie obviously is down on Chaparral. And then of course, Olive Blue is just down the street. And then we had Revelations. And unfortunately, I'm not really sure what the future has for them. But, um, uh, you know, after Christina passed away, I'm not, I don't really, I don't know 
what what's going to happen. But the new vintage shop that's opening up in Water Street Market is um, uh, so golly, their name just escaped me. Uh, yeah, and I think I Sun, saw it too. Sun, no, no, it's Sun Moon Star Vintage. Yes, and they're at Water Street Village. And B&P is over there. So you've got two vintage stores, you know, less than a mile away. I've got Shells Marie, six blocks from me. I've got Olive Blue um, that is about a mile from me. So that's five vintage stores within, uh, you know, a mile and a half radius. And it's that's downtown Corpus Christi. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. And although Olive Blue is on Agnes, it's not really considered downtown. I still, uh, you know, tell people it's definitely worth, the 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 the, um, the trip to go down there and and then of course I send people to Antique Row and Threads and um, wow have, uh, the, of course you know there's Blue Moon Vintage on Leopard um, they're doing some great stuff they have mm-hmm. great vendors out there so it's just this whole community now of vintage owners and I just feel like we all kind of started about the same time of course not the antique row they've been there forever but all these other new places and we none of us have really ever had to had the opportunity to get together and celebrate this great you know uh boom that we've uh, that i'm experiencing and then and they're experiencing because of covid oh yeah so uh i keep saying you know once covid's over we're gonna have this huge vintage party <laughs> You got to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, uh, and just, uh, you know, I'm really excited about the girls that are going to be opening up there. I think they're opening up their grand opening is on the 30th. So this Saturday. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. So, um, that's exciting for me because that's just bringing more people downtown. And if we can bring more people down, um, we'll have more revenue coming into the downtown area. And it just, it's all, you know, the economics of it just is, is, uh, a positive if effect, um, you know, with the downtown management being so aggressive uh, and promoting, doing so much with Art Walk and, of course, K Space. You know, I mean, yes, you know, I don't think downtown was anything, and K Space has been here for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've been another big proponent of the downtown area. So I'm really, really, really fortunate to be a part of it. I am so blessed that um, I'm right in the middle of it. I don't I wouldn't want anything else. <laughs> no, to me, you're just such a perfect fit. Like you definitely belong where you are. Like, absolutely. I, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm very comfortable in my shoes right now. <laughs> I like to hear that. Hey, so yeah. I have a question. Do you have a piece, like an absolute favorite piece that you found that you still think about to this day? That I sold? Yes. Or that, uh, Let's see. Yes, uh, for sure. So because I love uh, vintage purses, um, there there are uh, two purses that I sold. Um, and one of them was to Ashley uh, with uh, Crimson, uh, or used to be period Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. So Ashley came in and I have this really awesome velour, uh, multicolor 1960s uh, handbag. And it is so phenomenal. And I think about that first every... <laughs> Ashley, man, that, that, you want to talk about style. Ashley's got style for days. She sure does. Yeah, wow. absolutely. She does. And we have fun uh, styling her, but she just does so great on her own. She has a really good eye for style. 
Um, but yeah, that, that was one, and it wasn't even anything like, uh, like, a you know, vintage designer. It wasn't at all. Um, but that was one of the, the things that I thought, well, you know, I could have used that purse a couple of times. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what, you know, uh, Jose always says, well, just take it home and, Mm -hmm. you know, a couple of times and then bring it back. But that was one thing. And then the, um, another, uh, piece that um, I had was, uh, so uh, Magenta with uh, Olive Blue, her sister Natasha, uh, came in and had been eyeing these beautiful Lucite uh, bangles in there. I think there were four or five, but they had a serpent, a gold serpent uh, that had wrapped around each bangle. So each bangle had a serpent. And I could not find any marking, uh, maker's mark uh, is what we call it. Um, I couldn't find any tag, uh, anything on it. I looked it up. I I researched it. I never found anything on them. And one day I had them here at the store. And they were probably one of the most expensive pieces in our store uh, at the time. And I I said... um, I think they were maybe $75 and there were, I think there were five. So that was a lot of money for Lucite, you know, which is a early plastic. And, uh, I said, I told, uh, I don't know who I told. I said, I basically said, if I don't sell these today, I'm taking them home. And she came in and put those suckers on my way. (laughs) Wow. Perfect timing. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, my goodness. So, uh, but everything else, I mean, there's uh, all the pieces that we have here are so unique and so different. And, um, I mean, I really pride myself on truly one of a kind. Uh, and it's not just one of a kind. It's unique one of a kind pieces and eccentric and quirky and different. And um, I think that's. Um, why people are attracted to the shop is because they do see some really uh, interesting pieces and they're statement pieces. Uh, I, uh, people come back to our shop all the time and talk about how they get so many compliments or they ask so many questions or they're intrigued by a certain ring or a piece, some earrings or a purse or whatever. It may be even a piece of clothing. Um, and that makes me so happy because I think that uh, when you wear a piece of jewelry, it should be like art, you know, it it should be a a, a conversational piece. And when somebody's talking about your jewelry or your purse, Oh, you know, you've nailed it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure. I know. I I love that feeling. Uh, So I'm a vintage novice. So what advice would you give to someone like me who wants to start shopping vintage, but really doesn't know, I guess the feeling of overwhelm can take over. So what, what kind of, you know, tips would you give? Well, I just uh, tell anybody, I mean, I started out buying things that I liked. I never looked at name brands. I never looked at uh, Maker's Marks. Uh, I never got home and said, oh, I'm going to research this. Never until I started my shop. And when I first went into Alley Cats and I had all this jewelry um, and the funny, so, so if I may, um, I'll go back a little bit. Yes, um, please. I went to two, I went to two sales in one week and one of them was Corpus Christi Estates. Um, they had, it was a second day sale. So everything usually on the second day is half off. This person 
this estate had so much they worked they collected so much jewelry from like early 19 1800s yeah so it was just an array of jewelry and i edwardian victorian art deco uh, mid-century. So I, I mean, I was getting pieces that were just intricate, uh, with filigree, um, and Czechoslovakian glass, um, to... This sounds like magic. The early plastics of the 1940s, Bakelite, uh, celluloid, um, and then to the 1960s and 70s, hippie, beaded jewelry, glass, more glass. And so, um, I went to the sale and I couldn't believe how much of, of that was still left over from the, so I can't, you know, I always tell myself, just go the second day. You'll never know what you miss if you don't go. If you, if you, <laughs> it's okay. You know, cause I want to be there. I get up, I at get, four o'clock in the, I get up at four o'clock in the morning and wait in my car for an estate sale to, to open up at eight o'clock. So I arrive wherever it is at five o'clock and I just sit there and I'll go through and I'll do paperwork or whatever I have to do but um I, you know I I'm just sitting there for three hours people the neighbors will come and bring me coffee wow very nice some of them you know obviously are making sure that I'm not there to rob their house but <laughs> you know that's kind of you know my thing that I do and um uh but I went to this sale and it was so phenomenal and then the like the following, you know, three days later, whatever, there was a, my girlfriend called and said, Hey, I'm having a garage sale. And I know, I'm, I, I hope we're not running out of time. No, no, you're no, not at all. Okay. So, uh, so she said, um, you know, I'm having this garage sale and I've been to her garage sales before. And, uh, she always has really cool stuff and has an amazing eye also, um, likes, likes, likes a lot of textiles. So, um, you know, Mexican, uh, 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 just weaves and table runners and pillows and just beautiful stuff. And so I thought, okay, well don't sell anything until I get there. And so she was having <laughs> this pre-party on Thursday cause the sale started Saturday. So she called me uh, at about six o'clock cause that's when it started. And I went, I went home. I was just like, you know, waiting and it was about six 15 and she calls me and she said, Hey, where are you? I'm like, well, I want to be so eager. You know? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. So she said, you better hurry up. People are already, you know, people are buying stuff. I'm like, you better not sell anything until I get there. <laughs> so I get there and she opens the door and I see racks of clothing in her living room. And I was like, wow, but, but you know, I'm not going to say her name. I was like, wow, you know, you've been, you've been busy. And she's like, oh, wait till you see it. And I walked in and it was like a department store. There were 50 racks of clothing. And wow. her entire counter of her kitchen had all this designer jewelry. And uh, her stairs going upstairs were lined with designer shoes and bags. And so... It was a group of ladies that had gotten together and just decided that they were going to have this huge garage set. And so I was in heaven. For sure. I, I mean, this was designer stuff. So this was all modern, current, you know, stuff that you would find at Julian Gold or whatever. And Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, whatever. And I just, I looked at the clothes and I thought, well, they look too small. And I'll never fit into that. So I'm just going to go to the jewelry. <laughs> so I went to the jewelry and I uh, bought home some beautiful, beautiful pieces. And that's how it started. 
So to answer your question about, you know, a novice, um, I never looked at anything uh, as far as brands. Uh, I just bought things because I liked them. And so vintage is, uh, you know, it's a tricky word because you have antique, you have vintage, and where does it fall? So anything that's 100 years is considered an antique. Anything that is, you know, 19, or anything that's not 100 years is considered vintage. True vintage is probably... um, 50 years uh, would be considered true vintage. So, uh, and then, you know, uh, and, and that, and then vintage in general, it could, you know, actually go through or up to the year 2000. So you can, wow. you know, and that's what we're talking about. Y2K, mm-hmm. Y2K, the year 2000, um, that is now considered vintage. So, uh, so buy what you want, buy what you like. It doesn't have to be, uh uh, for me, you know, I like to uh, buy things that are made in the U.S., European made. Um, uh, if I'm buying uh, uh, clothing that's from South America or Africa, that it's authentic. Um, I tend to shy away from things that are made in China. But if the style is cute and like, you know, if I'm trying to follow trends, for instance, Y2K, everything was made, you know, a lot of things were made in China at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who knows, in 10 years, we're probably going to be searching things that were made in China because they will become collectible. Mm -hmm. So isn't that funny how it works? (laughs) Yes. I mean, just keeping up with the trends and just, I mean, not necessarily, because I know that you don't necessarily keep up with the trends, but I know that you like to, you know, at least. Well, vintage trends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Vintage trends. So, um, uh, you know, uh, people that are buying resale are younger kids. They're Mm -hmm. sustainably uh, um, um, uh, educated. You know, they think they know that by secondhand is actually they're saving money and they're also saving the planet by buying, you know, secondhand. Mm -hmm. And they they're making us better all the time. You know, people talk about, oh, the youth, youth this and the youth that. Are you kidding? The youth is making us great. I mean, we did not even we use plastic bags for God's sake. You know, if it wasn't for the youth, you know, we wouldn't use reusable bags. We wouldn't be going to farmers markets and buying, you know, produce. I mean, we really um I love the youth. They make they they make me smarter and they make me a better person every day. And so, um, you know, aside from uh, the the support that they give me, I feel like I owe them a lot. You know, so wow, wow, (laughs) so beautifully said, Monica. Um, I just love what you do. I love your style. I love what you offer the community. I love that you collaborate with locals, whether it's, you know, styling shoots and incorporating local models, models and photographers, whether it's incorporating local vendors into your shop. I just, you're incredible. And I am so grateful to you for spending time with me this evening and visiting with me and telling me about your, your shop and, and how you got where you are. And I just can't wait to see, you know, where 2020 goes next. Well, I appreciate it, Brittany. Thank you so much. And if I may, um, we, you know, uh, we were talking about downtown real quick. Um, uh, L uh, local collective, as well as weird corpus and skeleton keys, Emma, um, we're kind of putting together a monthly market on, uh, chaparral. So wow. I have, my husband, my husband owns, I, I, there's like so many things I want to say. So I wanted to first thank. My no girl, do the plugs, all the, all the plugs <laughs> right now, right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> All the plugs. So, so my husband has been 100% supportive. My children, Belize, Remy, Jacoby, 100% supportive. Uh, it used to be book fairs that I would spend all my aching hours doing, <laughs> yeah. and cutting angels, and, and I would, you know, miss their birthdays because I was having to do all this volunteer work at the school that they went to. Uh, and now it's this, and they, they're, they've been so supportive. But my husband... Uh, Scott has a law office and we have a parking lot on Chaparral. And so we're going to do these pop-ups and it's called the people's market. So our first market is going to be February. uh, It's always going to be the third Sunday of the month. And so I am so flustered. I don't even know what that that date is now. And I've been (laughs) meeting with Sam for the last three weeks. No, let me, do do you need me to pull up a calendar? Yeah, no, I got it. Okay. 21st. Okay. So it's the first, the third Sunday of every month and our first market, the people's market it's for the people by the people will be february 21st uh that's a sunday and i believe it's like a 12 to 4 or something like that 11 but make sure to um we created uh we're going to be creating an instagram page so you but we'll definitely be sharing that on our story Uh, i definitely wanted to plug that and i also uh, wanted to just say um you know i couldn't do it without all the support of corpus christi People like you, um, Word Corpus, uh, the Downtown Management District, Case Space, um, um, Becky and, and Kim and Jose, uh, the guys at Vintage Vibe. The, uh, everybody has been really supportive, and I just love that we all share each other's stories. Yes, and it's so great. I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I talk to people from other uh, communities outside of Corpus, like Houston, Austin, and they're just so. Um, amazed at how much support that we give each other right and i definitely want to be a total part of that because there's no reason i mean there's there, we have you know close to four hundred thousand people in corpus like why not <laughs> Ex- and there you go again with the why not just like with like you said with the artists why would you do that why not, why not? <laughs> exactly so thank you for the time uh, it's been so much fun and uh, I really appreciate this, uh, this opportunity to be on your platform. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Monica.